afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat. Coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It's Thursday. Aaron Rodgers is back on the practice field after missing Wednesday's proceedings. He is back out there throwing it around the yard, much like he probably will on Sunday. Hope you're all doing well. One more day until the weekend. Good to see people already mixing it up in the comments section. Programming note, do not miss the return of Packer Transplants live tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 o'clock Lambeau time. Corey Banky and I throwing it down right here on the Cheesehead TV YouTube channel. Hope to see you there. In the meantime, hello. Hello to everyone. TKM is at his post. What's up, TKM? Hope you're doing well. Hope everyone's doing well, well wherever they are. Matthew, Dale, good evening from London. Good evening from New York City. I hope you're well, Dale. Sheesh, says William. I don't, I don't know what that means. TKM will be there on Sunday. All right. I, I'm happy you get to see the Green Bay Packers in action. I am so sorry that it has to be at FedEx Field. That absolute dump. It is atrocious. Probably the worst stadium experience in the league. And uh, that's saying something. William, I miss having a good offensive line. Look, it's Tom Bombadil season. Let's go. You know, it's interesting. I was going back and watching that week one game in Minnesota when he had to step in due to injury. And, whoo, baby, uh, it was uh, not great. <laughs> I mean, I know he's a rookie and he's thrown in there and he didn't practice all week and blah, blah, blah. But, man, wow. Yeah. Um, I love Zach Tom Bombadil, and I really do hope he gets a shot here. But, Man, I had forgotten how uh, rough that first outing was. But you got to think the Packers are looking at all options along the offensive line. Who knows what might transpire on Sunday. Matt is obviously playing coy and will probably all week. Um, I suspect there's a good chance they do shake it up. But I also wouldn't be surprised, as I said in beer and ball, if they do absolutely nothing and came out, come out with the same five uh, against Washington. Twould not surprise me, unfortunately. Hey, Krista, I miss winning games. I, okay, all right. It's it's three losses and it's three wins. Let's. I know it's two in a row there, but uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's not be all entitled town about it. Here we go. What New Glarus beer is Carrie the G compared to? Oh, Brandon, that's a good question. I mean, both uh, Spotted Cow and Carrie the G are cream ales, but I think ours is um, not quite as buttery. And that's not a knock on... Um, on the uh, spotted cow, I just it's a ours is um, I don't know I I think ours is a bit lighter, but they're both obviously very drinkable. Uh, I I keep saying that that first week we did the watch party and Corey had some carry the G in New York for me. Uh, I blinked and all of a sudden I had like three empties on the on the desk. Uh, stuff goes down quick and smooth and fast. No bot eleven, what's up? Go pack go! Thanks for checking out the stream on Twitch. Really appreciate it, man. They got to do something, right? Van Halen, not necessarily. They're thinking maybe we just need to execute better, which is true. But, I mean, I have little doubt they're going to look at every option, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to pull the trigger. Now, look, do I think there's a, a chance, a decent chance, that they uh, you know, move things around up front, maybe possibly kick Jenkins back in at left guard and Put either Yash or Zach Tom over there at right tackle. Yeah, I think there's a chance. And then move Runyon to right guard, get Newman on the bench. I think that's a possibility. But it's not, certainly not a certainty. I'll tell you that. 
the Jenkins experiment at right tackle needs to end. I don't know, James. I, I really don't think that – I understand like there have been the penalties and there have been occasions where some of the better pass rushers have gotten after him, but I don't think he's playing near as bad as the public seems to want to make it. Like, I get it. Newman has been bad. There's no doubt about it. But Jenkins, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time, like, casting the same aspersions at him that seemingly most other fans are. What's up, Nags? Feel like this is my first time catching you live in a year. Also, thoughts on Samari Torre as a returner? I, I guess it's a possibility, Mike. Uh, they haven't shown any signs um, of going that route, but that doesn't mean it's not a possibility. Um, you know, he hasn't been active one game yet this year, and that's with all the injuries at wide receiver. So um, possibly, maybe, but I suspect if they're going to bring him up, they're going to want him to contribute in some meaningful way. Now, is, is that just as a returner? I would doubt it. Um, I think it would it would take a little bit more than that. Uh, Mark, must win? Nope. Not a must win. I mean, will it be embarrassing if they lose to the Commanders? Hell yes. But is it a must win? No. Um, same O-line as last year minus Turner. WTF. I mean, the, the thing with the, the line, and you're looking at the tackle and the guard there on the right side, they're not playing well together. They're not playing in concert. And that does tend to lend itself to making look, Jenkins look a little poorer, I think, to the public's eye. But, um, you know, you don't have to look much further than Matt on Monday calling out Newman for missing a check from Jenkins. You know, that slot pressure that Jenkins calls out and Newman, for whatever reason, completely whiffs on. Things like that tell you that, yeah, Jenkins, you know, is probably holding up his end of the bargain while Newman is floundering. Now, the thing with Newman that I think is so disappointing is that you saw at the beginning of last year, he looked very much like he looked so far this year, but he improved week to week and he got better as the year went on, especially in the mental part of the game. And by the end of the season, he was actually playing somewhat well. And then they benched him for the playoff game. And then, you know, this offseason, they ran him at tackle, presumably because they knew it was going to take time to get Bakhtiari and Jenkins back. Why Brian didn't sign some kind of stopgap measure at tackle like he has basically every year since becoming GM, whether that's Wagner, Turner back in the day, um, Kelly, etc. I'm not sure, but it has not helped in any way, shape, or form. Newman tried to pick up where he left off last year by playing a whole lot of tackle, both in the spring and in the summer during training camp, and now being inserted to right guard at full time. And you can see the results. It's a tough one, man. It's tough. It's a tough one. Um, what else we got? I know today is the day to be past the Jets game, but I want to say how much I appreciated Gardner's defensive play, even from an opposing perspective. Guy looks too familiar, Jair like. Made plays. He's a very, very, very talented player. There's zero doubt about that. Time to get Deguara and Amari the ball more. We need to throw more stuff at the wall and see what sticks. I mean, I don't know if it's as simple as that, but I hear what you're saying in, in regards to let's try to find a few other outlets and a few other avenues to move the football. I mean, Amari got his first reception on a play that looked pretty damn good. Um, Deguara has been, I think, playing pretty well. He just hasn't been on the field a whole lot. Yeah, let's get those guys involved a little bit more. Let's call some plays for them, you know? I mean, when you're calling slants for Alan Lazard and they're getting dropped or, you know, you're trying to find Dobbs on the deep stuff, but you can't hold up in protection. Yeah, but let's run a tight end screen to Deguara. Right. Let's run some boot action for Amari. I mean, I'm I'm down for finding different ways to move the football, whatever they might be. Hopefully Matt and company are uh, 
looking that way as well. Although, who knows? Um, what else we got? Soder, what's up, man? Newman looks worse this year than at any point last year. He did this past game. There, I'll give I'll give that to you 100%. But up until this past week, he's looked like he looked like the first month of last season. Go back and watch it. It was not pretty. The Bears game in particular is a good one to look at. It was the first Bears game. I miss being genuinely excited to see the Packers play. It's always something. If it's not one thing, it's another. Gary, that's a very Eeyore comment, but I hear you. I hear you. You get all jazzed up for game day, and then you're just kind of holding your breath to see what kind of falls apart first and then last and then in between. I feel you, man. I feel you. Also, let's get Carrie the G in Florida. It's hot here. We need a cold one. Speaking of cold one, that's a really good idea. That's good stuff. Unfortunately, not going to be available in Florida anytime soon. But if you're in Wisconsin, make sure you pick yourself up an ice cold carry the G, the official beer of Cheesehead TV. Go to cheeseheadtv.com, click on the upper right hand corner of the homepage, the tab for beer, and you will find a list of everywhere it's available in Northeast Wisconsin. Get yourself a carry the G cream ale. I like that. That's like promotion in motion, baby. Well, what else we got here, folks? They just need to do whatever gets Newman out of the lineup. Man, poor Newman. Newman! This guy is like, he's like the Jarrett Bush of 2022. James, uh, in other news, the annual weeping and gnashing of teeth of fans with regards to trade deadline has started in earnest. Oh, no doubt. And look, I said it earlier in the week, and I'll say it again. Most years, I give it about a 10% chance. This this year, I'll bump it up to 30 30% chance they make a trade of any kind of note, but I'm still not holding my breath. Um, that great uh, Mike McCarthy soundbite. I thought it was last week. No? That's what the trade guidelines are like around here. I love that stuff. Uh, complicated fella. Nice handle. What say you to Rogers' comparison of Peyton Manning to no movement offense? Gives him more time to see defense and create, whoa, and create rhythm, he says. Worth a try? Worth a try. They've been doing that. What do you think they're doing when he's there in shotgun and they got two guys wide left and a guy on the back end and a back offset? That's the Manning stuff he's talking about with no motion. The problem is Peyton Manning was working with Marvin Harrison on one side. You know, Dallas Clark at tight end. You know, a really good, talented wide receiver on the other side as well. You know, the Packers, I think they've got talent to run Matt's offense, but not the Colts Peyton Manning stuff. I understand what Aaron is saying, and that's what he has liked in the past, but that's the past. Join us, Mr. Rogers, in 2022 in a world of motion that helps your offense. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. New carry the G drop just happened in the Milwaukee area. Made sure to stock up such good beer, man. Thanks, Jack John. Thanks for checking it out. Thanks for buying the beer and thanks for supporting She Said TV. Really appreciate it. 
I predict an offensive explosion this weekend. 40-plus points. Whoa, Tom, 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 Tom. I'm with you. I brought, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling I'm hoping. I'm praying. But let's, uh, you know, let's pick up a few first downs. Let's not get too greedy. Let's, uh, let's see them move the ball with consistency. If they score 21 points, I'll be happy. You know, let's go. It's a, it's a tough defense they're facing. The commanders are no joke. That defensive front, they'll get after you. Now, the secondary, there's spots they can be had there. But that defensive front is no joke. You start thinking, oh, we're going to throw it around the yard and put up 40 points. Not that you have to worry about that because obviously you don't need to execute. I'm just saying from the Packers aspect, let's just consistently move the ball, matriculate the ball down the field, score a touchdown. They can do that. Coming out the gate, I'll feel pretty good. Soder, what's up, man? Thanks for Super Chat. Cash, just because. You finally got a full weekend back in New York City. Doing anything fun? That's a really good question. Am I doing anything fun? Um, I am going to see my daughter at the Dean's List ceremony on Sunday morning, uh, which means I will be a little, just a tad late for the start of Watch Party. Corey will be holding it down on his own at kickoff, but I will be there hopefully, you know, 10 minutes or so after kickoff. But I am I'm obviously immensely proud, and I'm really excited to see my daughter at the Dean's List ceremony. Uh, what else we got? Oh, I don't miss any super chats. Ed, thanks for the super chat. Can't believe Chicago sometimes is enjoying our discomfort, especially since we Packers fans have always been and continue to be a class act. Ed, having been on Twitter since 2008 and followed by mostly Packers fans, I can tell you there are certainly Packers fans that are not. But for the most part, yeah, pretty damn good group. No doubt about it. And yeah, the Chicago sometimes just having a good time. Nothing wrong with that. It's a friendly rivalry is all that is. Ryan, thanks for the super chat. Nagler, I disagree that this week isn't a must win. With Buffalo, Detroit, Dallas, Tennessee, and Philly coming up on the schedule, it's a must win. It's not, man. I'm sorry. It's just not. I would really, really question your ability to uh, discern the English language. A lot of ballgame. Not a must win. Should they win? Yeah. Must win? No. Seth, what's up? Thanks for the super chat. You or Corey are going to be at Monday Night Football versus the Rams. Uh, we both will be. Uh, the Rams game is the Patreon meetup weekend. So, yes, I will be in town, and I will be at the Plaza Pit Stop prior three hours prior to kickoff. I think Corey may even join me that night. But, uh, yes, we'll be in town. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, commanders are a joke. They can play defensive football well, but the commanders in general are a joke. I agree with that entire assessment. Well done. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, what is this? Uh, can you send me some carry the G to Aaron and team ahead of the game? Can you send some carry the G to Aaron and team ahead of the game? That could bring the fun back they are looking for, just saying. I don't know what the rules are in regards to sending alcohol to 1265 Lombardi, but that's a good idea. I'll look into it. Hey, Nags, do you think the defense is caught up to the McVay-Shanahan offenses, seems like offenses from those trees have struggled this year. Michael, I think there's a bit of that. You know, it's all cyclical. We've heard Aaron Rodgers talk about the nature of the too high kind of predominance around the league. And I tend to think McVay, LaFleur with Rodgers, Shanahan, those guys get, you know, a little greedy and they get a little impatient and they try to push the ball down the field. We've seen it in all three spots. Instead of sticking with the run and playing smash mouth football, the one guy who really has done that in the past is 
Shanahan, right? But McVay and LaFleur definitely fall into that trap. And I think to some lesser extent recently, I think Shanahan has as well. But, you know, like I said, it's cyclical. And that's why those teams, I suspect, will kind of evolve and develop as the year goes along. And uh, I think we'll see their fortunes change, including with the Packers. But, yeah, I do think there's a little bit there's a little bit something to that. No question about it. <laughs> Ivan, maybe we just suck. Maybe, man. Maybe. But uh, I can't look at the pa- the team on paper and think they suck. I just can't. Now, the results have sucked. The execution has sucked. But, yeah, no. There's talent on this team. A lot of it. Way more than they've shown. And they should be a lot better than what they've shown. Of that, there's no doubt. Uh, I'm not worried until 12 says the G word. Galvanize. Yeah, the last thing we need is a galvanizing moment. Uh, maybe we run the wing T to mess up with the teams at defense or Shanahan offense. It's possible. Nathan, can we start on time and score on the opening drive and maybe play a 60-minute game? By the way, the Bears still suck. Again, let's not ask for the moon. I don't need a complete game. I just need to see some consistency. I just need to see moving the football, getting off the field on defense, not getting it up on special teams. Like, if you can do that, get a, get a well-rounded game. I just Again, you're going to make mistakes. Things are going to happen, et cetera. You know, I don't need domination. I want to see some competence at all three levels. Should dig out the Holmgren screen pass. Travis, the problem is that they tried to run two screens early in that game against the Jets, and they couldn't do it. Whether it was letting pressure happen too quickly or whether it's guards missing blocks out in space, uh, you know, throw behind the running back, there was all sorts of timing issues. You know, those Holmgren teams, they practiced those screens like crazy. Like Fury. The Mike Sherman teams practice those screens like crazy. LaFleur's teams practice the run solutions, the wide receiver screens, the traditional halfback screen, not so much. You know, so they're not as good at it. I know, I think it was Orlovsky on ESPN, you know, either this morning or last night was talking about, oh, one of the best screen teams in the league. And people keep saying that. They run a high volume of screens, and it's the types of screens that they're running, i.e. wide receiver or running back outlet screens, not traditional halfback screens. I wish, I would love to see a few more of those. I love that play. That has not been a staple of their playbook, no doubt. Vex, what's up? Thanks for Super Chat. MLF used to be fiery. Do the pack need to scout for attitude more? Matt LaFleur used to be fiery? Not so sure I agree with your police work there, Vex. I don't remember a fiery Matt LaFleur. Maybe in some of the locker room after a game after a big win kind of scenario but certainly not during the week Uh, maybe occasionally on the sideline but i don't know man i don't know i think he's pretty i mean obviously in these last two weeks it's been a bit dour at the uh the old podium but i do like how matt this week has repeatedly brought up the need for those guys to go out there and have some fun I don't think that's a terrible idea. I don't think that's an awful message, but it'd be like, okay, Matt, well, you could start and you could set the tone by, you know, not being so dour in the press conference, buddy. But I know it's got to be annoying to go in there every day and be like, is Sammy Watkins going to play like four days out from kickoff? Like, man, he's practicing. More can he say? What else we got? Captain pig three. Is it Zach Tom time at right guard? Who knows? It could be Zach Tom time anywhere. Um, it could be at right tackle. 
Could be at right guard. Could be at left guard with Runyon kicking over. Who knows? I tend to think if there's a spot they put him on the field, though, it'll be at right tackle. I think I suspect if they were to make that move, they'd put Jenkins back at left guard and move Runyon over to right guard. That's total guesswork on my part, but that's what I suspect. Uh, this team is no 96 team. Well, Aaron, well, no team is. 96 team had number one offense and the number one defense. Although I will say the Bills are getting pretty damn close at the moment. But, yeah, no, I mean, of course they're not the 96 team. That was a very different era in the NFL as well. So, yes. Hey, but I'll settle for them being the uh, 2010 team. You know, wild card goes all the way. Let's do it, baby. Did you and coach ever play Madden during the off season? No, we did not, William. Um, no, we weren't going to play Madden. I believe I was supposed to play Madden with his kid. But uh, yeah, no, that never materialized. But hopefully, maybe next off season we'll do a little something, something. Probably in the building. We'll see. I honestly part. I think James says I honestly think part of the offensive struggles has been the RPO stuff. Defensive have just figured it out because they can hone in on tendencies and cues of what's coming. James, I think there's very much something to that. And the problem for me, and this has been true for two years, basically is with an RPO, I get your reading things, right? Like Rogers job as a quarterback is to read whatever the kind of tells are from the defense. If there's a defensive end crashing down, et cetera. Right. And then he pulls it and, but to your point, yes, they know their tendencies and they know where situationally they like to call those plays traditionally. And guys aren't, if you're outside the tackle box and you're playing up on a receiver, you're not crashing down to stop the run, mostly because the Packers never commit to it. So you're just, you know, playing man on whoever your guy is and you don't have to worry about it. And the other major con- kind of contention I have with it is the real RPO kind of system and uh, sequence really takes off when you have a quarterback who can keep it. You know, whether you've seen, you've, well, you're just talking about the Bills, Josh Allen, or you've seen Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. If you've got a true running threat at quarterback, then you're cooking with gas with an RPO. But the Packers, I mean, I know Rodgers picked up that one first down where he got a whole yard. Well done, Aaron. But he's no threat these days with his legs. Not a true threat. He can still get outside the pocket, yes, and he can still be somewhat mobile. But he's not a running threat off of the RPO action. And that's one less thing you have to worry about as a defender. So when you're constantly running RPOs, to your point, yeah, if I know situationally when you like to call them, I got a pretty good idea what's coming. And I don't have to worry about the quarterback keeping the football. You know? Definitely. Would be hilarious if you beat Matt LaFleur and Madden without passing the ball once. Dude would have an existential crisis. <laughs> Matt's too busy to play, play Madden. He won't be playing Madden with me anytime soon. Does GM Rogers make a move before the trade deadline this season? Matt, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no, he does not. All right, everybody, I'm going to have to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Like I said, please join us tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Lambo time for Packer Transplants Live. Corey and I got a lot to talk about. We haven't joined you since our trip to London and then the embarrassing losses to both New York teams. So needless to say, I think Corey Banky's got some stuff on his mind that he'll want to talk about. We'll talk about the game. We'll talk about the blogosphere. It's going to be a good time. Hope you can join us 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 o'clock Lambo time. In the meantime, please hit like on this video. Subscribe to the channel. And tell your friends. And tell your family. Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go. Uh-huh.